Welcome to Life in Motion podcast with the best woman trio on the planet. On this podcast, we talk about all things related to navigating the complexities of day-to-day life and how we move with the ebbs and flow of all life brings our way. We started this podcast because life be lifing, whether you're ready for it or not. Welcome to our Becoming episode part two. We've talked about our values. We're talking about boundaries and some of the things that has helped us to become who we want to be and who we're supposed to be in the earth. And we have a little special something for you at the end. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the talking therapy. I get how, why people do that, right? Because Nisha, you just explained. But then like we're saying, it's not the healthiest thing to the recipient, right? I think one thing that can be really helpful is pe- if people learn how to journal, journal your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes could have the same effect as if you're talking to someone because sometimes I think people need to hear themselves say something and then they're like okay maybe I remember one time I was telling my sister something that had happened and because I was saying it out loud and then I realized like this is not me like it's as if I'm describing someone so I didn't Mm. wait for I just went on to say, you know what? I've gotten my answer. This is not me. This person needs to be put in check and all these things. I think the best thing sometimes is to even um, write it down, write it down, read it, and then see like, you know what? This is the solution Mm -hmm. because that's personally, that's something I'm trying to do, learn to Mm -hmm. journal more because I'm just to, to see like, the way I'm thinking now, would I be still be thinking that way in five years time? I'm trying to document growth, you know, this is something that could help other people. And, and also, and sometimes you telling people, people are going to run with it, tell the next person and you're going to be hearing your problem. I've had things when I go to, I say pastor ABCD. And then the next thing I hear, the wife is writing her on her face. Wall, her ministry. Oh, I'm like, like, telling your husband, I don't know how it got you, and now it's on your Facebook wall. Mm. So yeah, so to me, it's like it's it's kind of dangerous to be. Yeah, I'm big on journaling as well. You know what? I'm gonna give you guys a tip. It's not for everybody. I'm quite spiritual, so I like to meditate. The journaling session that you have after you've meditated, amazing. Yeah. The clarity that you get. Mm, wow. Just sit with it, breathe through it. There's Christian meditations. There's just even meditations that you just sit in silence and just breathe through it. Yeah. The clarity yeah. that you get after when you journal, when you meditate is amazing. Amazing clarity. Another mm. thing is, is there something bothering me about anyone, anything? Or sometimes you get you know sometimes you get recurring memories that are just disturbing from things that you didn't quite deal well with mm-hmm. again I I suffer from PTSD so I get all sorts of memories come up from me for me and now I've noticed I've learned that deal with those things when they come up journal journal through it when you, when you write things over and sometimes you go through you you have different um you get to different points of realizations Mm-hmm. And it helps you work through. So times when those things come up, they're not as unpleasant. It could be a situation you went through with someone or someone. Just write about them. Write about your feelings for them. Break it right down. 
so that you understand yourself better. It is a great point, journaling, definitely. If you feel like you need that talking outlet and maybe you can't go to therapy, journal. I think it made, she hit the nail on the head there. Journaling is a good point. It's something I've been doing for pretty much my whole life. As I've gotten older, I've been more intentional about it because I realize I'm one of those people, even to speak, sometimes I struggle to express myself. You know, sometimes you're feeling things so deep that you have no words for it. Journaling, amazing way to let it out. Great outlet. Do you know, it's funny though, like how the devil sometimes says, oh, Christians should not meditate and stuff like that. But the thing is, there is power in meditation. There's different types of meditation, though. As a Christian, you can actually, like Barbara Barbara gave me a link with, um, uh, like, versus led meditation. And the Bible says the word meditation a lot of times, like meditate on the word meditate, meditate, think upon these things. That's how you get clarity, right? That's how you get, um, it's such a powerful thing. And it's a shame that in church, sometimes it's even frowned upon yet a godly thing to do. And yet the world is is taking this and running with it. And they're getting clarity, having their answers come to them and stuff that like that. And I, this is something that I've just, you know, a realization that I've just had, like, now we need to be meditating. We need Mm. to be meditating. Mm. We need to be writing down your thoughts, you know, like how that verse says, like, write, write the vision down and, and things. So it's, these are all spiritual principles. Mm -hmm. They're simple but very powerful, or should I say tools, yeah. spiritual tools, very simple, but powerful, yeah. And then something like going for a walk, yeah. Another thing mm. that could be strong meditation is connecting with all your five senses, even just things like when I'm in a funk, and when I say when I'm in a funk, times when I feel particularly very low. It's like, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're not in your body. I don't know if mm. anyone ever feels this. Even just taking a walk, like I like to go to the beach and put my feet in the cold water, even just mm-hmm. feeling that on my feet, feeling the mm-hmm. wind on my skin, feeling the breeze and just paying attention to all those things. It makes you feel so much more alive and in your body and it can mm-hmm. give you so much clarity. Yeah. It can give you so much clarity. So even that is a good yeah. way to meditate. But yeah, Nisha, did you have any other boundaries you wanted to add that you've sort of set in place that you feel like, have formed, have now become a part of your personality or strengthens you within your personality or character? I don't know. I mean, for me, the peace is definitely a big one. And I think that kind of encompasses a lot of other just little and small boundaries and the ways that I do that. I think it's easy to become overcommitted. And that's kind of something that I'm dealing with right now. I think I'm overcommitted or I just need to be more intentional about putting things that really matter to me in my calendar and in my schedule, being intentional about my time of devotion, being intentional about about my time of rest, where I don't want to do nothing. I just want to Netflix and chill. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like just being intentional about little things. Like this is a time for me. This is a time for rest. This is a time where I just want to read or I just want to do something and Um, just making sure that I have clear restrictions around my time so that the things that can actually help me and benefit me are being done. I think a lot of times like we could be 
so caught up in committing ourselves to other people's visions and other people's dreams and other people's desires and we forget the thing that we want to do and don't actually do the thing that could help us as individuals so that's kind of where I am right now just being very um intentional about what I do with my time and keeping boundaries around my time and being okay with those boundaries that I set I was telling one of my friends the other day like Whatever job that I've been put on, I really believe that if God has opened the door, there's a reason. But whatever it is that God has committed to me, I'm required to be a good steward over. Whether it's a job, whether it's a friendship, whether it's my role in church or whatever it is, whatever God has given to my care, I'm responsible for being a good steward over that thing. God has also given Dwanisha to my care. God has also given <laughs> me to my care. And so I love I have, that. I have Powerful. to be a good steward that over myself as well. If I'm not being a good steward over myself, then I have failed. I can't try to steward over everything else and I'm not stewarding over myself. I would not have done well with what God has given to me. And so that's yes. just kind of where I'm at right now. I love mm. that. Nisha, that was yeah. so powerful. I needed to uh, hear that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's Mm. so easy to get caught up in everything else. And it's like, but Barbara needs me too. Mm. Barbara needs my love too. And that's really meant to be the focus of my life right now. Mm. You know, I'm my first priority. It has to Mm. be me first. Mm. Everything else comes later. Hence why I can't always tell you I've been someone with strong boundaries. The Mm -hmm. journey here has been long and hard. Put the boundaries in place. And it's like, yeah, they're in place. But the love I have for this people take over or yeah. like, you know, th- that soft spot takes over or something. I mm. have to be really be driven to the depths of hell. I am so sorry to make mm-hmm. it sound so dramatic, but that's what it felt for me yeah. to stand up for myself and say no more. I'm going to start putting myself first. I'm not here to carry mm-hmm. everybody on my shoulders and on my back. And sometimes... People don't, are not even trying to let you carry, but you've carried it so much. It's become the norm. Sometimes it's not even on people. It's on mm-hmm. you. So that mm-hmm. self-accountability, even mm-hmm. taking accountability and saying, no, girl, no. Boundaries are an ongoing thing. Sometimes you have them, but you let them down. You let them slip and fall. Mm-hmm. I can 100% say I haven't always been this strong in my boundaries. What Nisha said, right? That That is like the bow that wraps up everything we've been talking about uh you can't pour from from an empty cup right so if you're a person who always like gives 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 so much of yourself but what are you pouring into yourself what are you doing to manage yourself it matters all of these things matters so i think my, the last boundary i'll share is it's okay to say no Mm. he gets very comfortable very quickly and saying yeah. sometimes it feels uneasy it feels uncomfortable but please I beg you if you're listening to this and you're someone that always says yes start learning how to say no it mm-hmm. will run you dry you will be depleted between Nisha and I I don't know about Kit but I can tell you we have been people that never had no boundaries and I'm telling you we've seen the dark side we have seen the darkness we have really I think we'll talk about mental health and our low points another in another episode Mm. but believe you me we have seen it so Mm. please 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 learn how to say no for your own good Mm. 
Absolutely. We have one last question in this episode, mm -hmm. and it's things back to like building your confidence. You know, we're talking about becoming, <laughs> growing strong in your identity, your values, putting boundaries in place that have all sort of helped you become who you are. What sort of values or which part of your identity that have you felt like you've had to even build confidence in? For me, the first one would be the boundaries for, for I'll say the boundaries topic where Kit spoke about backlash. I had to build confidence in boundaries and taking on the backlash. I had to really enforce it to myself that Baba, this is just how it is. This is just who you're going to be. And I built the confidence to the point where if you tell me you're horrible, it's okay. Because I know, I know myself. I know yeah. my values. I know who I am. I know why I've set yeah. these boundaries for myself. So in fact, bring the backlash 10 times over. I am ready. I'm ready. I yeah. had to build strong, strong confidence. Mm. If you cannot respect my boundaries, then stay in your lane and mind your business. I have had to build the confidence in that area because the backlash will come. So I think that's one thing I can link back to in a way of even building confidence in the boundaries that you have and just knowing this is it. I've set these boundaries and this yeah. is it. I don't mm. care what comes at me. I don't care. I don't care the storm. I am ready. I have raincoats. Yeah. <laughs> I think something you said about, you just said, if you're not respecting my boundaries, then it's abuse. And I was like, yeah. geez, I think that could be a topic in and of itself. But it, um, yes, exactly. it's, it's so true because if my boundaries are to protect me and not drive me into a dark place or not drive me into a place that um, doesn't necessarily benefit who I'm becoming, then it, it really is abusive. And it's abusive to try to um, impose yourself over those boundaries or to insult me because I have those boundaries. It literally is an act of abuse. And, and you don't love me. If you don't, if you don't respect my boundaries, you don't love me because if this helps me, then why not be okay with it? Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Um, and that just means trust myself in the decisions that I make. Trust that um, I have been raised correctly to make good decisions. I have the wisdom of God to make good decisions. And I don't have, my decisions don't have to be pre-checked unless it's really stupid, right? <laughs> but my decisions don't have to necessarily be pre-checked or pre-approved by anybody. I think I'm competent. I think that I have proven that I make the decisions with my life. And I don't always have to, I don't always need my decisions to be pre-approved. I don't need my decisions to align with anybody's expectations either. I can trust myself to make good decisions for my life. Um, and also with that, trusting my voice, trusting that I have my own opinions, I have my own thoughts. And even if it's not necessarily agreed with, unless they're completely left field. I mean, and you have some of the thoughts and ideas that people have sometimes and you go, if I had that person's confidence, I would never shut up, but only my, my thing, what I say would make sense. But sometimes like you feel like you can't say, you can't speak up. And I think a lot of that comes from how, I, how I've grown up. Um, I didn't always feel like I had a voice inside of my home. Um, and so you just kind of carry that into adulthood a little bit. So I'm learning one to trust myself and I'm learning to trust my voice more. You're grown. It's okay to trust your voice, even your intuition. It's okay mm. to trust your intuition. The amount of times I didn't listen to my intuition and I wish I did. Regrets. 
Mm, yeah. Regrets, regrets. <laughs> That's something we say. Yeah, we we like. I don't know, but like here we say, one mind told me. <laughs> we be like, one mind tell me not to do that, or one mind tell me not to trust this person, or you know what I mean. And we be like, yeah, yeah you, you listen to that one mind, listen to it, mm. because a lot mm. of times, like we are so much more spiritual than we are natural and mm. a lot of times what you can't really pick up on the natural you could pick up in your spirit and you'd be like mm, I don't know what it is but you pick mm. it up on something trust trust that I used to do the the how can I say it? so this is something I learned early fairly early on you know mm. like if somebody comes in with negative energy I'm really quick to say, nah, uh-uh, this is not for me, you know. But then it's come as I grew up with not many friends, guys. That's the truth. And that's okay. I'm big on energies as well. I told someone last time, someone said, I can't remember what they asked me. And I said, I can tell, I can, I, I can pick on energies. Yeah. And I can, especially now more than ever. If, yeah. or sometimes it's just bad energy if something about you doesn't quite align with me I'm sorry mm. you're going with your peace and let me be also going with my peace because mm. if you now come and mix us together there will be no peace so let mm. me be going peace of mind you'll be going peace of mind we don't have yeah. to we don't gotta go there boo the one friend that I eventually uh she was like to me don't cut people off so quickly because you end up just burning bridges and you you'll be sort of alone but then I thought there might be some truth to it really because um and then I well I thought that maybe if I cut people off I should also give them time to like um realize their toxic traits and realize uh, and grow and then I should be open to letting them in later on in life you know I think that's that's been my motto yeah I think you I see why your motto is that way but let me just say like I said earlier I give chances I give people a chance I give you a chance Mm. and if you just just rub me off the wrong way one too many times I'm sorry there's no sometimes there's no coming back unless you're my family Mm. my family no matter how long I've cut you off if you go and sort yourself up and you come you're my family can't I can't tell you I extend that grace to everybody. No, mm. some people really, 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 really drag you to the filth. And I'm sorry, when, I, when that bridge burns, it's gone because you never poured anything valuable into my life. I won't chance it that you're coming back to pour back in anything into my life. Just go, be yeah. gone in peace. Yeah. But in my experience, I've done that and I realized that people don't really change. You know, I've had a friend who, uh, it, it was really a, a difficult uh, friendship where, you know, a lot of people just leave her, but then I kind of tolerated her. And then uh, I came to a point to say, no, I can't, I just can't be friends with this person. And then they came back again, maybe let's say two years later. And then I, I ended up in the same spot. It's like people never read, it's rare for people to actually change. And for me, I think there's rare occasions that people do change. But at the time mm. that you've changed, you've caused me too much trauma for me to mm. want anything to do with you. I am traumatized. Mm. Your face, your existence gives me bad memories. Go away. Like, you know, at this point, you have traumatized me. So whether I do believe people do change 100 mm-hmm. percent. Some people, not everyone, but some people do change. It's mm. whether I'm willing to stick around or not. I'm not. Wish them well. 
genuinely wish them well and hope they can do better and be better for themselves and just let it go because they've traumatized you me when you've traumatized me i'm sorry i'm traumatized Mm -hmm. even if you change unless you really change and you really come with something extraordinary which is very unrealistic sometimes i'm traumatized i'm not building back any bridge if someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Who said that? I, was it Maya Angelou? Maya Angelou, believe them mm-hmm. the first time. And then I like mm-hmm. to say, if someone is something to someone else, they, if the conditions too. are right, yeah, believe them because they'll be that to you too when the conditions are right. Love them from afar, like Barbara said. God bless you. And not in the Southern, like, bless your heart way, like in the real, honest, like, way. God bless you. I do believe people, some people do change. Some people really do change. It's whether you're around, whether you're willing to stick around for that or whether you're willing to accept them back into your life when they do change. Some things you're just way too traumatized to say, welcome back, open arms. And there are some things where you're just like, you know what, I can let it slide. And it's like the depth of the, of the trauma too, the depth of the pain that you cause. Yeah, the, exactly. Sometimes it's just it's too no heavy. going back. It's yeah. too heavy. Your disrespect was too loud. So we are going to end our episode today by sharing five things that give us the ick. Well, explain the ick now. Explain it. Explain that again. It's a turn off. Uh, very strong. I, and that's how I think I can define it as a turn off. I'm turned all the way off. I have made notes of mine first of all let me go first so this is to end this episode yeah I think it would be a fun activity for us to do okay the five things that give me the ache some people are a bit over familiar men in the beginning stage or wherever you're a bit overly familiar why are you calling me babe when is the first day you're talking to me who's your babe but like mm. after two conversations, brief conversations, mind you, brief conversations, that's my girl. Who's your girl? Ugh. Me, I'm not your girl. You have to be my man. Be my boyfriend. Then mm-hmm. you can babe me. So it's that over-familiarity that comes in the beginning. It's like they've known you all your life. When in, in reality, you've spoken to me for 10 minutes. <laughs> the first conversation was five minutes. The second one was also five minutes. Something that gives me the ick. God told me you're my wife. Hey, Jesus. (laughs) But you know what? Can I just play a bit of confusion person here? I feel like some of these icks, if it comes from someone you really like, when I really like you and you say to someone that's going to be my wife, I'll be dancing. I'll be like, baby. That's where I'm trying to be. I'm not trying to be anything less yeah, than my wife. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like mm. sometimes it also depends on where it's coming from. Because mm. if someone I truly like says God told me to be your wife, I'll be like, he told me You'd to. You'd be happy. You'd be like, yeah, really? I'll but be like, God a- told me too. When is the wedding? Because I'm ready. <laughs> For me, uh, it's talking negatively about their ex, like Ooh. annihilating them and saying how... So- Almost like she was a witch or something, you know? <laughs> what you were saying, sir? What That's such saying? a huge red flag, though. Because what is he going to say about you if you start, if you become his ex? Who are you? No, but why, why are we even talking about your ex? Yeah. Why? 
But um, yeah. somebody maybe who stalks your social media accounts to find out the type of person that you are. And then it's like, when you talk to them, like, oh, by the way, I love this. It's like, you seem to like, like everything I like, you know, so much. Icky. Social media, sir. <laughs> Big egg. That's weird. That's weird yeah. behavior. Yeah. And also being forward. I had a guy once like take pictures, take pictures of me, start to make collages. This is like on the second date. Oh, I'm going to show my mommy picture. But then he was just really being extra. Extraness gives me the extra ick. Ick, Yeah. There's some, you know, there's some personalities I'm like, nah, this is not mm. me. Because now I'm Big thinking ick. if I have a child who's like this like god forbid something happens and i get married to this person and i have a child and they have this personality Uh, (laughs) another thing that gives me the huge ick do we all know what negging is negging people that want to neg you i will drag you for phil know that if you try that with me sarah you have tried the wrong babe because i will drag you for phil for example i had this guy recently hitting on me and he started with something like oh he'll come in and make all these rude comments at work then he asked for my number after then he had the nerve to make some rude comments whenever he made the rude comments I just look at him in fact I laugh with him because you, you a joke say you a clown <laughs> so I was laughing with him and he was like oh I've realized I'm so rude to you this was before he asked for my number oh I've realized I'm so rude to you doesn't it bother you? I said, no, it doesn't bother me. He said, what if I'm not joking and I mean them? And I said, it, it still doesn't bother me. He was like, oh, you must be so full of yourself. Hell yes, I am, baby. Mm-hmm. I am. Have you mm-hmm. seen me? What's the alternative? To be low? You mm-hmm. are a clown. So that's what mm-hmm. negging is. It's like when people make rude, sort of rude comments to kind mm-hmm. of neg you, then, then it's like a manipulation tactic. Then they try and sort of... Um, make a move after so the the definition says it's an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes deliberate backhanded compliments or otherwise flirtatious remarks to another person to undermine their confidence and increase the manipulator's approval it's very immature real men don't do that you know they don't you know those guys who have to try to prove like that they are something who are always talking about what they have, who they know. That's on my list. <laughs> That's on my list. The showing off. Yeah. Mm. Big, 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 It doesn't mm-hmm. make you look like anything other than insecure to me. Mm-hmm. To me. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're all those things, but where's your personality? Where's mm-hmm. the character? Because that's yeah. what I need. Or try to make themselves seem bigger than they are. It's like, yeah, okay. And what if, what if that goes away today? Like, what do you have? What if it goes away tomorrow? Like, what do you have at the end of the day? I'll let mm-hmm. you speak. And you, you can feel like the big man that you think you are. But just know you're a clown. It's shallow. Shallow behavior. Shallow yeah. behavior. It's very shallow. Okay, another ick that I had was the hero complex. Mm-hmm. it's a huge ache of mine people that they're like i can do this for you i'm gonna save you I'm gonna save who save yourself first <laughs> also like lack of morals people are just really godless let me just put it like that like 
Sometimes you have to ask people, like, are you really asking me this question? Like, how is that okay in your head? Like, in your head, yeah. how is it okay to ask me this inappropriate question? Even when it comes from friends or people that you just know, mm. and they make weird remarks like that, mm. mad, disrespectful, and it's icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next thing that I have on my list is physical aches. Bring them on. I want to hear these. I don't know what it is, but recently I've been noticing a lot of dirty ears. It's a big ick. And dirty fingernails. No. It's not okay, boo. We're in COVID era. Clean your nails. Wash your hands. One of my icks, like if you go on a date and a guy orders things for you, like they don't they don't even wait for you they just order things for you oh yeah they order your food for you yeah mm. but if i tell you i will walk i will pick up my bag and i will walk you will eat by yourself i can i can order my food i'm good think of like your last ex it's um somebody who sort of undermines my intelligence and i'm like sir hello oh. I can see through, like, um, how can I say? Like, some people, like, in this dating world, right, uh, they actually have wives, but mm. they just want to be in on these dates and they pretend to be single. Like, what? Yeah. At least like, this ache, if you go and clean your fingernails, we can negotiate a little something. But married, non-negotiable. What am I doing here now? Go away. Go back to where the devil sent you from, because not today, devil. There's some crazy yeah. people. They, they say with a straight face and they mean what they say. And it's like, it, and it's like do, you, do you think I have a brain? Like, to me, that's just like, imagine. Oh. Uh, my last ick, I think, would probably be if you treat, like, servers at a restaurant or cleaners or anybody disrespectful. Mm. That is an ick. And I would definitely be like, you said you walk in? I would definitely walk for something like that because that tells mm. me a lot of something bigger about your character. Mm-hmm. You're very mm. unkind and you're a mean spirit. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. My last it people that invite themselves, people that invite themselves to your house, to, to your event, they just invite themselves. Have you had the people I'm, do that often? I've judged you. Oh, yes. I'm at your door. Excuse me. And I take my security very seriously. <laughs> what are you doing? Even if you're just there to like, oh, I'm bring. I was in the neighbor. You're in the neighborhood. Keep moving in the neighborhood. Ask me before you come. Big, big, especially when it's a guy as well. Like, what are you doing? Did I invite you over? Agreed. Why are you inviting yourself? Please go away. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Yeah. I was in the neighborhood. Go jogging. You will jog. Do not invite yourself. Let me invite you. For me, it depends on the level of relationship I have with you. Like, there are friends who could come by unannounced and I'm fine. But, like, you have to be a friend. Other people, it's like, why are you ring? Why my dog? Why have my doorbell? I didn't, I did not see anybody saying they was coming by. But for everybody like else. Like I said. Call. Not even a boyfriend. If you oh, you've ever been, if you've ever been my boyfriend and you did this to me, I hated it. <laughs> Just telling you now. I'm telling you now. I hate it. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life in Motion podcast. On this episode, we talked about our journey of becoming, what it means for us, what has helped us. And of course, we had to touch on boundaries because keeping boundaries are a big part of helping you to become the person that you are supposed to be in the earth. We also talked about some of the things that give us the ick. I hope you found this episode enjoyable. I hope it was entertaining, but also I hope that you were able to take something out of this and that you were able to relate to us and found yourself in some of the stories that we shared. See you next week. Bye.